We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince. <laughs> Toledo time. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Tell you what, I'm so glad that they're playing Toledo this weekend and not a Big Ten team or a Pac-12 team or an ACC team or something like that. Just name any of the t- the Power Five yeah. conferences, yeah. and I think that you'd Except be like okay Vanderbilt or some team that like you know lost to like East Tennessee State or something like that. But the, the, they got to play a game on Saturday, right? Yeah, and they're still the good thing is a lot of the injuries, with the exception of Blake Fisher, a lot of the injuries that were announced they were not two starters. Uh, at least the injuries that have been announced in the last week. You know, Kevin Bauman wasn't a starter. Paul Mawala wasn't a starter. Shane Simon wasn't a starter. Lawrence Keyes wasn't a starter. True. The Blake Fisher one hurts, but you know, your O line, you you should be able to survive that. You if, if you to. have a if you have the kind of coach you should have at a place that's called O line, you then you should be okay. So you play Tadilo this weekend, and we broke it down yesterday, Vince. We did the matchups, you know, the the statistical matchups, offense versus defense, and all those types of things, and and we dove into how this is going to be a you know, this isn't your typical MAC team, but still not sure. a team that should challenge Notre Dame. So let's get into some of the matchups, Vin, that we're most looking forward to. And I think let's start with the Notre Dame offense. And I think the biggest thing now is at this point in time, the only thing I care to watch on Sunday or Saturday when it comes to Notre Dame offense is what is your line going to look mm-hmm. like? That's the matchup. Then it's the line and Jeff Quinn against the Toledo front, but also the defensive coordinator, yes. Vince Karras, yes. you know, and, and what he's going to throw at them and, what type of, of game plan is he going to have, and are they going to be able to pick this stuff up? Because talent-wise, they should be okay on Saturday, but are they going to be able to to do the things schematically, technically, mechanically, force-wise that says, okay, yeah, they picked that stuff up, and they're going to be fine when they play Purdue and Wisconsin and Cincinnati. Or, yeah, they did it because they played Toledo. When they play a team with a pulse on defense, they're going to be in trouble. Well, and, and I think we're definitely going to learn something here about the offensive line because we've heard stories about how – in the hair he stand days, there was nothing that the other team could throw at them that they hadn't seen in practice, mm-hmm. right? They, they were very well prepared from a scheme standpoint, right? And we've heard a little bit of the opposite now with with the new regime and the line in the uh, offensive line room. So I think we're going to learn a lot about this group. 
based on what is going to get thrown at them from a scheme standpoint. Are they going to be prepared for the stunts and the slants and the twists and the games that are going to happen in the front seven? Or is it going to be like, whoa, that's the first time we've seen that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, and, right. and look, I'm not anticipating they're going to pick up every single one. I, you know, A guy's going to get turned loose at some point, right? It's just going to happen. It's still game two. And you got a brand new left tackle playing. So there, there's going to be some growing pains, but I think we're going to get an idea how well prepared this group is from a schematic standpoint. Uh, of course, I'm going to be looking to see if they're firing off the ball, you know, all the different things that we've talked about. But just from a schematic standpoint, look, you and I both know that Toledo is going to throw the kitchen sink at them when mm-hmm. it comes to scheme. They, they are. And if they're not prepared for that, that's a problem to me and that's an epidemic type problem and it's going to hurt them moving forward yeah i think that's an important part of this i think the other thing for me is we we got to see some play with some physicality absolutely and uh, they have to if they don't come out and play hard and just blow toledo off the ball honestly i could even somewhat live with some mistakes in some of those areas you mentioned, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. If I thought that, boy, you know what, they're going to play physical. They're talent because talent will win out in that situation. Sure. So, uh, but but can you can you play the physicality? That to me is the thing. Because the, the other stuff, I always I always feel like Vince, even a mediocre coach, and I do I don't think Jeff Quinn a bad coach. I've never seen he's a bad coach. And just a solid coach is going to be able to figure that stuff out eventually. The twists and the stunts and things like that, you'll be able to figure that out eventually. But if you're if you're not playing with the force that you need to be a great line, that's where you, that's where you're going to get in trouble. Sure, in yeah. my opinion. So right. that's what I, that's really what I want to see. And and look, and I want to see the receivers this week. I want to see the matchup against the 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 Toledo DBs. It's a little bit of a banged up secondary. You know, they got some guys out in the secondary. This is the kind of week where yes, I want to see their name run the ball, but you need to continue building this momentum with the pass game that you saw last weekend. You know, right. I want to, I don't say they need to throw it 40 times. I'm not saying that, but just take your shots, you know, have some, you know, let's see what coach Reese does to scheme up this staff, you know? And so we know what he did against Florida state is did he just run plays because to run plays, or is he going to, you know, scheme up Toledo specifically for Toledo? I anticipate he will, but you never know until you get to the second game. All you have right now right. is one data point. <clears throat> right. So I'm curious to see, like, what are the things he does schematically to get these guys going in this game? Those are things I want to see uh, from this game. So it's 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 more about just not so much this player versus that player when you're playing exactly. Cleo, especially their defense. It's more right. about what kind of preparation, what kind of game plan. It's a short week. You know, do they just say, hey, let's just go out and do what we do and, and get the W? Or are they going to say, hey, look, Let's go out there and, and treat this like a, a normal game where we're going to try to figure out ways to get our best players isolated, move guys around, do all the kind of things, which I thought they did a great job of last week. You you had all summer to prepare for that. Yeah. Where you learn the next thing you learn about a coordinator is, okay, well, you, 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 your game plan when you had all summer to prepare looked great. Can you do that when you only have three practices to mm-hmm. prepare? that's going to be a different story. And you have one less day of – because normally on Sunday you're watching film of the previous game. Then you start watching your film of your next opponent. You start putting scouting reports together. Well, you didn't do that till Monday this week. Normally you kind of have your game plan somewhat figured out by Monday. Sure. Well, you weren't getting back from Florida State till Monday. At 4 a.m., yeah. Right. So, you know, we're going to learn – too, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I think it's. I think it's. I, I, I'm optimistic he's going. Like when I ask that question, it's not a doubting Tommy Reese question. It's just literally as a football coach, that's what I always look for. Mm-hmm. 
when I'm evaluating a football team is what what do we see new in week two? Yeah. That's going to be determined by what our players can do, but then also what are the weaknesses of this upcoming opponent? Because what Florida State did well and didn't do well is going to be different than what Toledo did well and doesn't do mm-hmm. well. And that's what I like evaluating about our coordinators. Okay, what wrinkles are we going to see this week? Uh, what are you going to do to counter what Toledo is going to do based on what you did last week? Those are the things that I want to see and not just come and say, we're going to go 12 and 13 personnel all day and establish the run. You know, it's not going to make you better. It's not going to help you right. beat Wisconsin and Cincinnati and stuff like that. You got to you got to establish the run, but you got to do it within the framework of who you think you are as a football team. Right. It's and an so identity game. And it, yeah. you know, somebody said it was a get right game yesterday. It's an identity game. It's yeah. it's you know, we think we know who this offense is, but I need to see it on a consistent basis to know what this offensive identity really is. And mm-hmm. like you said, I'm not looking at specific player versus player matchups in this right. because that's. Look, I'm not going to feed anybody a line of BS that I'm looking for. You know what I mean? It, if it's a one-on-one situation, the Notre Dame players should win. I mean, that, that that's mm-hmm. just the way it is, right? It, and then that's where these two programs are. Um, and I have a lot of faith in what the wide receivers did last. And I'm basing everything on last week, right? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of faith in the wide receivers. I have a lot of faith in the quarterback. And I have a lot of faith in the running backs. And, and I have a pretty good amount of faith in the tight ends, right? Do I think Michael Mayer is going to drop two key you know, balls again. No, I don't. I think he's going to get that cleaned up. Mm-hmm. So my focus offensively is going to be on the identity. Number one, number two, the chip on the shoulder with the offensive line and, and the, sc- the scheme of the offensive line and how they handle the defensive side of things. I think the rest of it's going to take care of itself. I, mm-hmm. if they continue on, you know, the path that, that we think that they're on and the way that we, you know, things that we saw in game one, this offense is going to score a bunch of points. There, there's no question about it. And it's going to be fun to watch. It's just, mm-hmm we're going to have to isolate some of those little things and, and see if this team has taken the step that we think that they can and should take at this point. So um, not a lot to keep an eye on offensively, unfortunately, right. it's going to be, I'm going to be focused on the, on the big daddies in the middle. That's yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I am. I am looking forward to seeing what they do defensively. I mean, offensively on the outside. And, and and because I do think there's things we can still learn. It's like, look, was the, the receivers had one great game against a mediocre secondary? Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't a – can they do it again, right? That's the thing. A repeat performance is really what you need to see. Uh, do they do anything to get Brayden Lindsay a little bit more involved in this game? Because they had stuff designed for him last week, right? But just the sure. time and all that. So, you know, kept it. it's more about not that they didn't do things for him last week, but a lot of things they did for him last week were the, the, the deep shots, which makes total sense because that's where – that's where you want him to be. But, you know, there's what are some other things they can do to kind of get him rolling? Do they try to come out with some screens for him? Do we see a reverse to him this week? Do we see some maybe some more levels concepts, you know, those top-down concepts we've talked about, the vertical stretch type stuff? Now, we're trying to get him on drags, which is the one sure. of the balls he did catch last week, you know, crossers, things where you can get him in space. Those are some things I'm interested to see. They got to get Avery Davis going. I, to me, that would be a point for me. It's like, look, he had no touches last week. We got to do something to make sure that we sure. that Avery doesn't get lost in the mix, especially now that Lawrence Keys is gone. You, you know, so so maybe there's some things early in the game to, to make sure Avery gets some touches. Those are things that I think are going to be important because this is again, this is this is a building blocks game, right? As you kind of referred to, Vince, this isn't just a. This is about okay. You're trying to be this team that's going to compete for a championship. What steps can you take this game to get there? Right. And I think those are things where this is the kind of game like you don't say, "Hey, we got to get Avery Davis going." When you're playing Bama in the semifinals, right? That's a here's who you are. Go win the game. When you're playing Toledo, there does need to be a hey, let's 
and look, I've done this as a play caller, Vince. I'm sure you have too. You go into the game and say, hey, look, we've got to get, we've got to make sure so and so gets going. He has had a couple down, couple games. His confidence a shot. We got to get yeah. him some early touches and some easy early touches if it's a confidence thing. Well, Avery wasn't a confidence thing. It was just he, the ball never came his way in the game plan. Right. Because Absolutely. because of the way Florida State was playing. This isn't a criticism of Tommy Reese or of Avery Davis or Jack Cohen. It's just sometimes that happens. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, Kyron Williams got a ton of touches. Michael Mayer got a ton of touches. Kevin Austin got a ton of touches. Well, you can't give everybody can't touch the ball every week. Right. Yeah, exactly. Saying. Right. But because they didn't get a ton of touches last week, this may be a game to say, hey, look, let's run some look screens. Let's look some, you know, some people call it now screens. You know, let's try to get some quick game stuff to Avery. Maybe we do a jet sweep or two to him. Maybe we get Braden Lindsay on a reverse, something like that. Right. I, I want to see if they do. Do if the guy we're going to keep, you know, doing our game plans the way that it is, and eventually that'll that'll come as part of the the normal game plan. You can go that route too. I'm curious to just see which one he goes. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting thing for for me, like a you know a, a football nerd. Like those are the things that I I look for, especially in games like this. Well, and one of the things I noticed when I was rewatching the game because I didn't notice it as much uh, when I was watching it live. They ran a lot of motion to um, Braden Lindsay in the backfield. Uh, jet motion, things of that nature, but they never gave him the ball. Um, and so I'm interested to see if they're, you know, they're just trying to set something up for later. You know, what does that look like? Is it window dressing? You know, that kind of a thing. Are they just giving other teams something to pay attention to? Um, you know, are they just putting a guy in motion to see what the coverages are? You know, what is the reasoning for that? And what's that going to look like moving forward? I, I, I feel like they're playing with us a little bit and they're going to start giving him the ball and think, you know, things like that. I mean, we've seen how effective Braden mm-hmm. Lindsay can be in, in that kind of a motion set. Right. And I think um, that's smart. Yeah, absolutely. It's not everything is meant for that game. It, what I mean absolutely. by that is, yes, you're doing it for that game because if Florida state would have reacted a certain way, they'd have come back and given him the ball. But it's like, Hey, you've now put that on people's minds of, Hey, exactly. they're going to be, they're going to be getting Braden Lindsay moving a lot. And at some point in time, if you don't respect that, they're going to go to it. Right. Well, Florida State respected it, so they didn't go to it. They did other things off of that. Right. Those are the things that I want that, that I see next. And again, you can't do it all in one week. Right. right. You, you have to do what you got to do to beat Florida State. They did that. Now it's about, okay, let's, what's that next foundational thing? That, d- defensively, Vince, it's about cleaning the game up. That's what it is for me against, against mm-hmm. Toledo. It's you're better than they are. Yes, this is a good Toledo offense. I'm looking forward to seeing this Toledo offense play. Sure. I think they're going to be well coached. they got some good players. I think this quarterback can play. I think Notre Dame should be able to handle them. But how long does it take to kind of get some of those things cleaned up? That's what I'm curious to see is can you clean up the tackling issues in a short week? Can you clean up some of the assignment mistakes that we saw last week? Things that you somewhat expect in an opener. That, but – you expected an opener, but the reason you don't expect it moving forward is because you you think the staff kids have figured out. So that's what we want to see is, is to me, is uh, I don't have any problem with the game plan up until the fact they went away from the game plan. That's exactly. my criticism is they went away from the game plan. Nailed I, it. I had no problem with the Notre Dame game plan for the first two and a half quarters of that game. Nailed it. Outside yes. of two long plays, they, they dominated Florida State at the point of attack, right? And they we told you there was going to be mistakes. big plays. Right. We, we said there was going to be big plays, yeah. It doesn't mean that I like it, but you right. know, especially early, it's just going to happen sometimes. What I didn't right. like is those big plays came from – see, when, when I say big plays, like sometimes you play man one, uh, your guys are going to get beat, right? Houston Griffith just got beat. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of bad technique. The the 89-yard touchdown run, that was inexcusable because you were there. You had a three technique that slanted the wrong direction 
a linebacker was slow, slow getting over the top, and your safety comes down, he's supposed to fill that hole, and he just whiffs. It's whiffs. Right? That Against Florida State. Now, again, Florida State, that, the running back position is the one area we said that's that's where they're the best, and that what showed on Sunday night. But you're going to play other really good running backs, including Saturday against Toledo. You're going to play a good running back against when you get to you know Cincinnati. Jerome Ford is every bit the home run hitter that Ja'Shawn Corbin is, and then some. You, you know, this ain't the last good running back group you're going to face this year with sure. Florida State. So how, how can they clean that stuff up? That to me is you know better angles, being in better position, not overrunning plays. Somebody made a point. I think it was last night's show, or maybe it was yesterday's show. Where they said you know, like seemed like guys were maybe going a little too fast. You know, and you know, can they plan their control a little bit more? I think those are all things that we want to see. So to me, it's a cleanup game for the defense. Yeah. I have no problem with the stuff you did in the first two and a half quarters. None. Right. Clean that stuff up. Don't whiff. You know, make the tackles. Do better angles. Things like that. Uh, that's what I want to see. And that's yeah. what I'm, that's that's what's going to tell us a lot about where this defense is going to grow. Sure. To. Well, and, and it's 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 what what I'm looking for specific. It's just more of a complete game, right? Don't. Don't go away from the game plan two and a half quarters in because you're complacent with or, you know, you're happy with where things are are, are right now. Right. Continue on with the game plan. Right. right. Regardless of the personnel that's in the game, continue on with the game plan yeah. and continue to hammer those guys. Right. Which I, don't, until I still don't think that was a Marcus Freeman decision. I, I don't think it was. I either. think it was a Marcus Freeman decision to say in the three down. That was his mistake. That was a mistake Marcus Freeman made. I think the whole calling off the dogs thing. I think that was Brian sure. Kelly. And I agree with you. And and I have no but, evidence of that other than having it. followed Brian Kelly for twelve years. Right, but that's part of it, though, right? I right. mean, we we need to see a complete game because we want to see that from the offense too. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember going into you know the overtime. I'm, I mean, I, and I said something to you. I'm like, man, I hope they just go for a touchdown here. And you and I were both like, it, but it's not going to happen, <laughs> you know. And they're just going to run mm-hmm. it up the middle three times and kick a field goal. You know, mm-hmm. go for the throat, man. Go go for the jugular. Mm-hmm. That that you have to have that killer attitude. If you want to be a championship team, you got to have that killer attitude on both sides of the ball. You you can't be Mister Nice Guy. You, you, I mean, and I don't know if that's the goal of Brian. Well, we were up eighteen. You know, we're good. You know, it's a win. We're good. No, you're not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Alabama blows teams out all the time, and people still respect Nick Saban, right? I just I have a. If you don't have that killer instinct, you're you're never going to win big. And, right. And I'm hoping that it gets to that point. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
So those are the things we're looking to see from the game, Vince. Let's get down to just quickly before we make our predictions, let's get down to our keys to the game, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start on offense. I have three keys, right? I'm going to share them here real quick with you. Number one, you got to get the run game going. And now, again, that doesn't mean you go 12, 13 personnel and do something within who you know you're going to be, more, you know, three receivers, things like that. Yes, you're going to play some 12 personnel, but they were a heavy 11 personnel team against Florida State. Right. I think we're going to see that a lot. I'd like to see a little bit more two back. Now that you have Logan Diggs back, maybe you can do more of that because your depth chart's a little bit healthier, even though we're not going to see Sebo Flemister for the next four weeks, three weeks. He won't play for the first four games of the year. Just okay. He's not. Okay. So be prepared for that. Um, <laughs> but what are you going to see? What are you going to see from the run game? Right. Because right. I think you do have to run the ball against Toledo. If you can't run a ball against Toledo, it doesn't get any easier the rest of the way. I mean, it just is not. So that's I want to see them get the run game going within the framework of who they are. If they if they're going 12, 13 personnel all day and that's the only way they can run, that's problematic because that they can't do that all year. If they, if they want to be the kind of offense that you need to compete for a championship. So that's one thing for me. I want to see them spread the ball around a little bit more this week. And, again, that's not a complaint about last week because that's who was open. I mean, Austin mm-hmm. was open. He was yeah, in the right. once. Mayor was open. Kyron was open. It's not a complaint. It's just more of a let's see them spread it around a little bit more, uh, get Lindsey involved, get Avery Davis involved, you know, some of those things, right? What's wrong? Do you see I, a comment? No, 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 no. It's, it's what I have as my second key is – so similar to what you're yes. saying. And yes. It was just kind of making me laugh is all. It, it, yeah, anyway. And then my third one's finish. Finish off drives, yeah. right? You get across field, it's right. got to get six. You got to at least get three, but you need to be getting sixes. You know, you, you, we could we could do it as like, so last, it's a similar thought of what we had last week, which was start fast. But the problem is Nerdame started fast. They just didn't finish. You know, they, they were moving the ball early. They just couldn't finish off drives. They made mistakes to f- not finish off drives. So this week it's going to be finished. That means finishing off drives. That means when you have Toledo's a chance to just bury Toledo, you bury them. It means all-encompassing, finish, finish off blocks, finish off drives, and finish off Toledo. Those are my three keys for the Notre Dame offense. Okay, my keys for the Notre Dame offense, my first one is an aggressive start. And you can say that that's start fast because that's kind of what I said last week, but it's more than that. It's more, you know uh, – be aggressive on the offensive line. We talked about that firing off, you know, imposing your will. I want to see that, but I also want to see them be aggressive in the past game. Still. Uh, I I still want to see them take those shots. If they got a one-on-one opportunity, take it, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be a better team. Right. And and so I want to see that from the get go. I want to see them be aggressive. I want to see, them push the ball down the field, right? I want to I want to continue to see that, right? So it's start aggressive. That 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 is so important for me. And I, and I could have put start aggressive, stay aggressive, right? Because I agree with you as far as the they need a complete game from the offense. Um, but it, it just aggressive start. My second one, and this is where I was kind of giggling a little bit, uh, was I have get the slot involved. Um, and that's very similar to your spread the ball around a little bit more. I, I want to see them get the ball uh, spread around, and they didn't get it to the slot very much at all, really. Um, in, in and, that game. and again, I want to remind people we're not complaining about no, that, right? no. That's because, just how the game's going to go sometimes. Absolutely. Vince, can you because I want to make sure people understand this because some people are going to hear like, oh, they're they're being critical. No, can you explain why it's important sometimes in games like this to say, hey, look, we need to make sure that so and so 
maybe we overemphasize getting such and such position because you didn't say a player, you said a position. Right. Can you explain right. why that's important in a game like this? Well, because you need to make sure that I'm trying to figure out how to how to verbalize this. Um, you're, you don't want to play with ten, right? I mean, you want to make sure that everybody's involved, but in a, in you have to make sure that that position is still being respected by the defense. Because if you're not getting that position involved, they're not going to worry about it. They're they're going to continue to do what they do, and and then that's it. You want to make sure that there's a chance on every play that every position could get the ball, and, and so you want to make sure that not only this game. But then future games who are watching this film are noted, okay, well, wow, they they didn't really need to go to the slot there, but they did, and that was dangerous. You know what I mean? Like that's, to me, why I want to get all the positions involved because that makes me more multiple offensively, and it makes me more dangerous because you don't know where I'm going to go with the football. And there's things you can do because they clogged the middle, basically, is what Florida State did, and that kind of took away the slot, right? Um, but there's things that you can do. For example, uh, how Florida State scored that touchdown, they got their slot involved. They got him to the outside, which is where and they you know, created a they created a yes. formate a used a formation to know that they were going to get that mat in one of their two slots. They were going to get a one on one against Houston Griffin, Correct. and they wanted to go with that. Yeah, exactly, right. and that and that's one of the way you manipulate your formation to get the matchup that you want, and they did, and they took advantage of it. So that's I want to see Notre Dame do some things like that to get. The slot, whoever that happens to be, get that position a little bit more involved in what they're trying to do offensively. Um, and, uh, oh, I guess I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, my, my third key is stay balanced um, and stay balanced in a good way. They were balanced last week with the attempt to run the football. They just weren't very good at it. Uh, I want them to stay balanced and productive at the same time. I want to see the run game get more production than they did. And obviously that has a lot to do with what the offensive line is doing, et cetera. But I want them to be more balanced from a production standpoint, not from a play calling standpoint, because they they didn't abandon the run game last the week. 25 carries between yeah, they, your top and back. They didn't abandon it. I just want them to be more productive in it, right? Uh, and so th those are my three offensive keys. I, I want to add, too, on that last part about getting the slot involved. I think another part of it is you need to make sure that your players are engaged. Well, that, and that's if you go through two or three games where, yeah. hey, look, man, I'm out there busting my tail, I'm running routes, I'm getting open, and I'm not getting the ball, that can be frustrating. So when you have games like this where you can maybe force the issue at a certain position a little bit more, you take advantage. Because it's it's a, it's it's part one about making sure the defense knows, hey, we're going to throw to every position, so you got to cover them all. It's also, I think, also about, hey, look, Avery, don't worry, you're, you're, you're our guy. Just that's how mm -hmm. last week went. We need to make sure – that way you get him involved. Hey, Braden, don't worry. You keep running those goal routes because we're going to get you some shots. I wouldn't have a problem if on the first drive of the game they just said we're going to drop back and Jack take drop back, hit that drop, hit that depth, and just take a shot to Braden. Unless they're like in too high playing cover two, right? right. Take that shot. You know, um, if they're in cover two, then like honestly, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing first play of the game go twelve personnel and and put Braden Lindsay and George Takis on one side of the field and run a run forwards. And if they're in cover two, you hit that seam route. If they're in cover, you know, one or cover three, you just take your shot. To hit. By the time you get top of your drop, you know where it's going. Hit yeah. one of them because that's right. another position I'd like to see kind of that number two tight end getting a little, him a little Got bit more no involved love. in the pass game. Yeah, no love last week. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that a little bit more too. So those are my keys. So, Vince, let's go to defense. And honestly, I only have two. Okay, that's I it. got three. But I have two. Dominate the line of scrimmage and play discipline. I Look, yes, Toledo's got players and they're good. It's still 
Toledo. Yeah. Right. right. And I'm not saying that in like a lazy the name. Look, they're good players. They're really good players for that level, but they're 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 not they're not to the level that should beat Notre Dame or challenge Notre Dame. Right. As long as you dominate the line of scrimmage and play discipline football, they're they're gonna they're gonna shut Toledo down. So to me, it's 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 real simple. I'm gonna keep it real simple when it comes to this breakdown. And those are my keys. Well, we talked about pretty much everything that I have written down, more or less. I the first one is a complete game. I, I want to see them go from start to finish the way they started last game. I, I need to see a complete game from them. My second one is is they got to focus on fundamentals, and I think that's what hurt them last week. Whether it was tackling, whether it was setting the edge, what you know, whether it was assignments, that the fundamentals were lacking towards the end. You can blame it on fatigue. You can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on their fundamentals weren't great towards the end. So focus on fundamentals. And my third one is force the issue. Um, force the issue defensively. Make them have to adapt to what you're doing defensively. And they, and they did that in the first half against Florida State. They dictated what Florida State was going to do. And outside and they, of one play than that until they caught off the dog. Right. I mean, Florida State got – they scored on their first drive. I think Notre Dame stopped them on their next two drives. Right. That's how it went from 20 to 17 to 38 to right. 20. Right. You know, because Notre Dame had, what, three straight scores, right? I mean, so you had to get some stops in there, and they did. Exactly. So, so yes, so please continue. But the, the point I was making is, like, it even went in the third quarter. It wasn't until they changed the defense that Florida State started. Right. Exactly. Making, put drives yep. together. Yep, force the issue. You know, be the dominant force. Make them – you know, adapt to what you're doing. That that those are my three. Again, very simple. We talked about all of these things, so I don't want to you know go into too much detail because we already yeah. did. Uh, and you got to you're going to be having to get back to class soon. So <laughs> I guess so. I, I lost track of time. Yeah, it's okay. Wow. You take yeah. kids. You just roll the roll the dodge balls out, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Uh, I'm, day, I'm, I'm totally kidding. So Vince, it's prediction time. Yes, let's kick off with you. Let's dive right into it. Let's just go. What is your prediction, uh, and how you see this game playing out? Look, I, I I will probably never predict a shutout. Um, even though this this you know against Toledo, maybe this is your best Definitely shot. Not predict, shutout. No, I'd but, say Navy's their best. Shot. Okay, that's fair. This that's is a, really a good, good offensive point. football team. Really agreed, is. agreed. Um, I'd say Wisconsin. You have better shot at shutting out Wisconsin than you do than Toledo. You do Toledo, that's hilarious <laughs> and so true. Um, but I <clears throat> I think Notre Dame is going to score. I. I I think I'm actually underselling the offense from a scoring standpoint mm -hmm. with my prediction. I've got Notre Dame scoring 49 points. I think I might be underselling them. I think that they could score more than that, um, and maybe I kind of anticipate that, to be honest with you. Um, but then again, I may be underestimating Toledo. I've got them at 17. Um, I, I, I have a lot of faith in what the defense is going to do. I think they will force the issue in this game. I think Marcus Freeman – I don't want to say he was embarrassed about the way things went last week, but yeah, I think he I, wants yeah. to make a statement. I don't I think, think he's he embarrassed. Yeah, I think he's ticked. I think probably more yeah, ticked off. There you go. That's a better word for like, it. I appreciate that. We should have done I, something. We should. We we were better yeah. than that. I'm exactly. better than that. Yes. You know, like exactly. I put them in bad position. I'm. You know, I'm gonna let them dominate. And week. I just don't see that being the case this week, right? I just oh, I, your, your I, score I, was your final score is say it again. What's your final 49, score was seventeen. 49-17. Okay, that's an impressive victory. I'm going a little bit more competitive. I'm going 45-24. to 24. Okay. I do think Toledo's going to hit some plays. I do think they're going to move the ball a little bit early because I think this is a good offense, and I think they're going to put a score on the board late. I think that's where I'm coming from. I think the offense is going to be good, but as we know, Brian Kelly does not like you know putting that – 
putting that pedal down. And yeah. I mean, they scored 52 points on Bowling Green two years ago, and and this is a way better team than Bowling Green was. Sure, sure. So barring them getting a couple scores off other ways than offense, which they did against New Mexico, right, sure. two years ago. Sure. Uh, I I see this being a situation where, uh, they they'll score a lot, but they won't score a lot late. Does that make sense? They so I, yeah, I get that. I'm seeing it being a little bit more, a little bit less competitive, maybe than 45-24. But I do think, like I said, I do think Toledo can score. I, this is a good fo- if Notre Dame gives up 17 real time points to Toledo, that's a good performance against this offense. I'm sure. telling you, this this is going to be one of the five or six best offenses Notre Dame's going to face this year, schematically, skill wise, quarterback wise. Uh, they don't have the line, in my opinion, but I, I like this football team. I do. This is my. This is my pick to win the MAC this year. Sure. Right? So again, should not compete with Notre Dame. It should be a convincing win, but it's not. This ain't Bowling Green. This isn't. Right. You know what I mean? Like this isn't Miami of Ohio from a couple years ago. This is a good football team for that level. So I'm going 45-22. Uh, I'm hoping that Notre Dame can run, get the run game going, but even if they don't, they should still be able to to be able to get the ball downfield and, and do those types of things. So uh, 45-24 is my prediction for. This with a Notre Dame victory. So, Vince, okay. anything else you'd like to add before you, uh, before you head off back to class? Just that I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's mailbag because, uh, and I'm going to try to bring the positive heat tomorrow because I'm feeling so negative right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to bring the positive heat to our mailbag tomorrow, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and uh, thanks everybody for jumping in. There's a lot of great comments over here. I'm just kind of getting into the weeds, and reading them, but. Uh, Brian, it's always it's been fun, it's been real, and uh, I got a double header tonight, so I'm gonna be busy. Oh. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you excited. got double header. Oh, that's right, your son's got okay. Soccer right. and football, baby. You know, playing it both. So anyway, everybody have a great day, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.